Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. My focus today is take it and go. Take it. Take what? Christ's power, the authority, His will, His strategy, His prophecy. Take it and go. Take it and go. Mark 5th chapter, verse 15 to 20. Um, is where I'll just start in my teaching, preaching today. I'm in a mixed feeling uh, today. Amen. And so sometime I can clearly tell you I'm going to teach today. And well, I, I attempt to do. And um, other times I feel like a little preach. I'm in between today. So I don't know if somebody say that's just like normal. All right. So I'm in between today. Mark, Mark 5th chapter, verse 15. Put your finger there. Uh, there's something awesome is happening. Mark 5th chapter. And I want you to see it clearly. Uh, this man in the Mark 5th chapter is the man in the land of the Gadarenes, um, and they have pressed through the storm. Let me give you the backdrop. Jesus has pressed through the storm um, to be there. Jesus has pressed through the storm to be there in this man's life. He has pressed through the storm to be there. He has pressed through the storm. I need you all to pray for me already. I feel the anointing to teach and preach. Lord, help me. Uh, he has pressed through the storm. It's something happens sometime. Uh, and let me say this. Sometime um, when you're tired and you're discouraged, just show up. Show up for what you're called to do. Show up what you're trained to do. And then when you get there, God just somehow furnish you with what you need. Have you ever just shown up tired, shown up frustrated, shown up aggravated? And not that I was any of those things this morning, but time I start reading the text, I felt a great anointing fall on me. And it reminded me, and I was thinking these thoughts while I was um, preparing about getting to destiny and getting to life. And it's part of my, my underlying theme here, because many times you just got to keep showing up. Um, sometimes you're tired, not showing up. Some days you're not your best and people don't know it. You know, and you just kind of let me get through the day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I remember there's some days I've been tired and exhausted and good things have happened. There are times I've came to church and I'm like told the Lord, you know, and I try to be very honest to you. So you all don't think it's always easy to do. It's not always easy winning. I can't, I, you know, when I hear people uh, talk about uh, winning in life, the first thing I want to know is how did you do it? Give me the real story. Don't just tell me the end goal. Tell me that the end part. Tell me the process. Don't tell me the outcome. Tell me what you had to do to get there and get over hard places. And so there are times I remember a whole bunch of times preaching to many of you and just exhausted and tired or I just don't feel what God is telling me to preach. I just don't feel it. Normally times you feel it. You know what I mean by something, but you feel it. And I know you back on, on the side listening. Well, Pastor Joe, ain't not about a feeling, but the truth of the matter, don't you like to feel good about what you're doing? And, and it's tough when you don't feel good. And sometimes I preached and just didn't feel it. But boy, by the time we get going in the word, God start doing his thing. And I've seen many of deliverances. And so I'm reminded of this in this text, Mark, Mark 5, when we get to this man who we know through the text um, has so much trouble in his life and so many demons have compounded in his life uh, that they call him legion or there is a single demon that speaks up for the rest of the demons and say we are legion which means we have unified ourselves against his destiny meaning we've done everything we can we've come together we are working in unity the demons are 
answer Jesus and say, we have worked in unity. Lord, you better pray for me. We have done everything we can. We have come together. We're not fussing with each other. These are the demons. We're not arguing with each other. There's only one demon speaking up and he speaks up. The rest of them hush and say, we are legion and we are telling you we've come. We have come together to conspire against this man's destiny. But I already told you that Jesus had pressed to be in this man's life. There was a storm and Jesus told his disciples, we we must go to the other side. The disciples were discouraged along the transition of getting to this place because the wind was contrary. They came to Jesus, woke him up in the middle of the boat and said, Jesus, you don't care that we perish? He said, I care. I care for you and I also care for the one I'm going to. I'm going towards and Jesus encourages the disciples keep them from jumping ship tell your neighbor tell somebody on your road don't jump ship he tells them don't jump ship we're going to the other side we're gonna get there he rebukes the wind he rebukes the waves they are shocked at his authority and now we see this great deliverance of this man whose life was once out of order I start reading in verse 15 follow me and they come to Jesus they who those who were had the pigs and Jesus had cast out the devil and and put the allow the demons to go inside the pigs for those who want to understand demons care demons care when they're cast out where they go and they had asked Jesus please Jesus Lord help me today please Jesus don't cast us out of the region don't cast us out of the territory in other words the demons are trying to say we've been working here a long time gaining a lot of territory we're familiar with this part please just cast us out near Jesus allows them to be cast out into the pigs the pigs drown down a steep river down a steep uh, hill into the river and here it is verse 15 they come to Jesus those who were once was shepherd of the pigs they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil the key word verse 15 right there 15 and see him that was was possessed was possessed with the devil and had legion it is a was situation. Here was a man that we could have never thought, Lord help me, I'm not going to get to what I thought I was going to get to today. Here was a man in the first couple of verses, and, I, and you had to be following me. I'm trying to help catch some of y'all up. This man was in such a place that he was tormented all day. He howled in the middle of the night. He's cut himself with stones. They would tie him up with chains. He would break them apart. He, was, he would live in the cemetery in amongst the dead. His life was out of order he was chaotic but it's a war situation now because he encountered Jesus and Jesus has cast out the devil that had legion look at verse 15 look at the man look at him now look at him now look at what happens when Jesus takes over and possesses and fills your life look at it it says and sitting this man was all over the place he couldn't rest he couldn't sleep at night he had a very bad case of insomnia. He was wandering in the middle of the night, but now he's sitting. It means he's settled. He's calmed now. Anxiety is not running his life. He's able to sit. Oh, don't you, don't you uh, uh, bypass the ability to have rest. Don't you bypass the strength to be calm and not your mind racing and, and not you tormented by life and tormented by thoughts. This man is sitting and not only sitting 
and clothe and clothe before that he's naked they put some clothes on him before that he was naked it means his life was an open shame it was uh, embarrassing but there are some parts of your life you better help me Holy Ghost that needs to be clothed come on everything ain't supposed to be seen why he's still covering me up everything ain't supposed to be seen to everybody there are things in your life supposed to be clothed supposed to be wrapped in his grace supposed to be wrapped in his love everything about you ain't supposed to be exposed for everybody to see right so this man was once naked but now he's clothed and in his right mind he's in his right mind look at the transformation look at deliverance look at the breakthrough what happens when Jesus comes into his life sitting clothed and in his right mind now look look at this and they were afraid they were they who all those who had came to see they had ran away and said Jesus um, cast the devil in the pigs the pigs drowned we never seen nothing like this and the people were afraid this man got a breakthrough but everybody watching the man who got a breakthrough were afraid it, be, it begins to paint, paint a picture that people don't really know what to do when Christ get a hold of somebody, everybody else is written off. The world still don't know what to do with Jesus. The world still doesn't know what to do with Jesus. Just like these people didn't know what to do with Jesus, the world, the people were afraid. They ain't never, now, now think about it. If you've seen a man who was out of his right mind, a man who was cutting himself, a man you can tie up with chains and break, break the chains and break the fetters, a man who could do that. They would t- think about it. He was so demon possessed, had so much strength under the influence of demons, he could break chains but when Jesus breaks deliverance in his spirit they are afraid it shows us that the world still doesn't understand breakthrough the world still doesn't understand deliverance they should have been afraid of him more so when he was bound they should have been afraid of his mindset when he was when he was bound but people don't know deliverance this is part of what I've been teaching but God wants you to know breakthrough God wants you to know deliverance the world don't have a clue what Jesus can do in your life how he can take you from point A and take you all the way through things nobody thought you can get through you was born with a stutter you was born with a speech impediment you was born with a disability but through Christ God's grace can come on your life the doctor said you will never be able to walk some of y'all got some testimonies the doctor said you won't live live past 15 some of y'all 45 the doctor say this but when Jesus gets a hold of your destiny he'll baffle the doctors he'll baffle this world and they did not know the power of Jesus to a point that they were afraid it should have been afraid before but people are still afraid and don't understand the power of Jesus look in verse 16 they said they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed. So those who saw the whole transformation watched Jesus tell this devil get out of him and come out of him and watch this man 
be transformed. They told everybody uh, of the man who was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. So they told the story. Look at verse 17. Here it is again. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. Look at that. People are not accustomed to transformation. I'm trying to tell you that you got to get into an environment where people expect you to grow out of what you've been in. Because people are not accustomed to people being transformed. People are not accustomed to people becoming from rags to riches. And if you're not careful, you'll get stuck where people think you should be. You'll get stuck. Now, they were just dealing with this man, and they had put him to the side to live in a cemetery. But here's Jesus about to release this man from a life of being bound to dead things and is about to release him into a full life in which he was born to do. I'm on your trail this morning, and I'm letting the devil know that every trap that he has put and he has designed in hell is not going to keep you from what God has promised since, since the foundation of the world. These people didn't understand deliverance. They told Jesus get out of our environment. Get out of our coast. Get away from us. We don't know what to do with your power. Verse 18. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed or urged or make a plea, prayed him that he might be with him. So Jesus in the ship and they got back in the ship and here is the man who got the devil cast out of him come to Jesus and say, I just want to hang with you. I just want to be with you. You know, I just want to fellowship with you. I just want to be with you every day. You know, people walk by me every day and never could see that I can come out of what I was in, but I just want to be with you every day. See, if you've really been in something and Christ has delivered you something people don't even understand your worship people don't even understand your praise people don't even understand your connection people don't even understand why you are driven to worship and come to church and it's hard to explain to people why you come to church and they hadn't been delivered and hadn't been set free but if they knew where you were and where God has brought you to they'll run to the church they'll run to and I'll be honest even in the midst of COVID-19 everybody ain't, ain't, ain't excited about no coming to church there's a group of people who don't really care about it anything and I'm not talking about them right now but there's some people who say I love fellowship I love coming to church I can't wait to the day we can safely gather and do the right thing in worship because I live to worship God not just in the home it's okay I can do my own thing at the home but I love to get with other people who praise God see that's the other side I love to get with other people who lift their hands and this man said I want to be with the one who set me free and who delivered me verse 19 how be Jesus suffered him not no brother that's not what I'm about to do with you but said unto him go home to thy friends go to your friends go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and hath had compassion on thee and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all the men did marvel he ran about going throughout Decapolis went back home to his friends people he probably hadn't seen in years and the last time they seen him he was bound in chains the last time they seen him he was naked have you ever unfortunately seen somebody that you grew up with oh it could have even been you that's 
one of the things I have been saying. We are the people. Tell somebody, I'm the person who was once there. Yeah, I'm the one who was, I was once bound. I was once off track. Amen. So it ain't all about that our lives. I mean, Kelvin, this real quick. It ain't about that our lives hadn't been tampered and touched with by some things. We was once in some dark places, but it does hurt your heart if you ever seen a friend that you grew up with, somebody that was close to you go down the wrong path. It breaks your heart. But here it is because of Jesus, he's able to go back to his friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done and how the Lord has had compassion. And he ran about and began to publish all these great things that Jesus had done for him. I can imagine what it was like hearing from somebody who was once seemed like they was never going to make it. I'm trying to very, uh, uh, make a clear statement here in my opening that Jesus can set people free and Jesus can turn things around. And when the power of Christ gets a hold of things, he will transform it into his goodness. All right. And I need you to be able to understand this story from a transformation point of view. His power has been made available to this man and now this man is walking in his transformed life all right and so no matter what you're dealing with you can be transformed and you can be delivered Jesus was known for walking in authority Jesus was known for walking in power he came to the woman and he the woman be thou made whole he came to a man laying on a bed and told him take up your bed and walk he came to other people and say will thou be made whole as if I have the power but I want to know do you want it Jesus walked in authority and I believe part of the transformation for us as believers is for us to begin to walk in authority and my focus here today is for you to see the authority of Jesus and how he's able to move somebody into a transformed life that you would take on the power of Jesus and begin to walk in a transformed life. I want you to know you and I have received an inheritance through Christ Jesus. Let's turn the Bible. Let's go here. I'm going to go right here. John 1. John 1. I feel I've got a few more verses. I'm about done. I'm about to pray. Hallelujah. I feel like I've done the will of the Lord this morning. Glory to God. But I got to get you to walk in power. I got to get you to walk in power and authority. I want you to see power and authority displayed you've seen it hallelujah and now i got to see get you walking in power and authority notice again when god delivers this man i'm going to john the first chapter i want you to see clearly when jesus delivers this man he also sets him free to be a deliverer all right i want you to see that he sets this man free and then he tells this man now go and publish be a deliverer deliver a message deliver a lifestyle deliver something to people that there is hope in the world go receive this power now i need you to walk in this power and go be a testimony go be a testament to god's grace and god's goodness all right and so it is not just good for us to be transformed and not say anything it's no good for you to be brought out of darkness and brought into the light and not shine it's no good for you to receive all the goodness that God has done and you not walk in power and walk in clarity so here it is John the first chapter verse 1 through 12 that talks about the the life of Jesus and the transfer 
uh, that he has given into our life. So watch it closely. John, the first chapter, verse 1 through 12 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. The saying was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. There it go again. That light will shine in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness didn't have a clue what Jesus, what God was doing in the beginning. Darkness filled the earth and it speaks to the gospel. Genesis 1 speaks to the gospel that God brought goodness out of darkness. Come on. Can you testify? Say, I'm the goodness out of darkness. I am the goodness out of darkness. Genesis 1 is the gospel. It is the gospel in the introduction production of the canon it is the gospel genesis 1 yeah, the earth the earth was out form and darkness was on the voice uh, was was on the face of the deep and god said let there be light and god brought the goodness out of darkness and it's only God that can speak a light in the midst of darkness you see that that's the gospel the darkness didn't have a clue what's going on here I didn't see no light in here I didn't see no organization in here I didn't see no trees in here it was dark I didn't see no goodness in here that's what darkness is like you can't see destiny in darkness but light will speak to darkness that's gospel verse 6 there was a man sent from God whose name was John the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not that light John the Baptist the forerunner but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not right so Jesus is describing that Jesus was there in the beginning Jesus was an expression of God there in the beginning in triune with God uh, in unity with God creating the world and now that same light that changed everything in Genesis came into the world took on a human form put on flesh and the world didn't even know that the creator and the light was walking in the world. That's what it's saying. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own Jewish people and his own received him not. They didn't recognize this was the light coming out of darkness. Here's verse 12. This is the transfer for us. But as many, I need you to underline verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on that believe on his name. And so now that we have been bought by his blood, now that you and I are Christians and are believers, we have received power. Everybody say, I have power. Come on. I need you to say it out loud. If even at home watching us, I need you to go ahead and say, say, I have power. One of the things that the devil do not want Christians to understand. He only want us to be Christians in name only and not Christian in function. Because one of the things we understand that we have power. We have power to function, power to use the name of Christ, power to walk in the world. We just wasn't cleansed from our sins, which is only one part of our redemption. Lord, help me. I'm trying to get you to where you got to be. Redemption and forgiveness of sin and being brought out of darkness is only one 
part of your full transformation. All right. So he he paid for your destiny with his own blood. All right. He brought us out of darkness. But now that we're out of darkness, he wants us to walk in the light. So the devil will love for us to be non-functioning Christians, meaning we're Christian in name only, but we're not Christian indeed. And he want uh, God want us to be Christian indeed. And one of the major things that believers who love Christ have is power. It's the same thing he promised his disciples before he was uh, ascended on high in the book of Acts. He said, but wait here and you will be endued with power. I need everybody to declare I have power. I'm telling you, one of the greatest transformation of the believer is to walk in power. Too long have we only allowed those who preach to walk in power. Too long have we only allowed those who teach or sing to walk in power. We've made power based on title, and that's our problem. But I'm telling you, the day is coming that the average Christian won't understand the authority they have in his name. I already gave you all the story, but I'll remind you again. Since it's September to remember, I'll remind you of the story again. I told you I grew up in a church where everybody had the Holy Ghost and had power. They knew they had power. I told you that there was a time in the midst of devotional service. Devotional, I know some of y'all had devotional service. And they, they had a communion table at the very front of the church. A communion table on each side of the communion table was a chair. And somebody would sit on the left and somebody would sit on the right. And they would have mics and sometimes they would look at each other like what song you gonna sing next uh, and they would sing songs like victory victory shall be mine things like that we would sing all kind of different songs I don't know what kind of songs you all sing but that's what we sung and in the midst of that devotional setting while the people of God are praising God a man walked in demon possessed yielding uh, a sword a machete in his hand swinging it coming down the aisle he was gnashing with teeth I mean ah, 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 vexed with the devil came down the middle of up the aisle swinging a machete all of a sudden while the praise is going on the music kind of uh, fade away everybody look around well sister Roby is in the back of the church on her post in the corner with her white gloves on as the usher got her hands crossed sitting there she look around and she wonder I got a clear view because I'm on the other side playing drums in the church and I'm on the drums probably about 10 years old looking at this this whole situation we're playing we're looking everything they say stop the music man comes down the aisle ah, ah, swinging the sword next thing you know I see sister Robbie say oh my god oh my god she walks over there gets to the middle of the aisle the man is in the middle of that middle aisle and tells him sir put that machete down he looks at her and raise that sword that machete she said you better not swing it I cast you out in the name of the Lord Jesus put that machete down right now and he, ah, he was going at it and she was walking towards him I'm watching this about 10 years old like my god this better than the movies i'm watching this woman with a white robe on white gloves on white hat on walk towards this man she's about 55 he looks about 38 and he's swinging he got muscles he got a, a wife beater or a t-shirt on and he's just swinging it he could see his muscles he's sweating she coming towards him in the name of the lord and she tell him put that sword down put that machete down the next thing you know he's back there crying he's crying he done fell to his knees he put that machete on the ground
ground and he began to cry out for Jesus. She laid hands on him. The elders didn't even have time to get out the pulpit. I'm not talking about a licensed preacher. I'm talking about an usher full with the glory. I'm talking about an usher full with power. What we're missing in our own every individual life is just Christian believers who know they got power and function in power. She wasn't looking around for no elder. She wasn't looking around for no preacher. She went and took care of herself and that man laid that machete down and she he began to cry out for Jesus. She laid hands on him and began to pray and cast devils out of him. And I heard her say this, I don't know whose son you are but you somebody's son but let me tell you sir don't you ever come up in here with no machete in here now I want you to know she was Holy Ghost filled but she was kind of ghetto and I want you to know she was Holy Ghost filled but she was kind of rough I want you to know she lived in the very parts of Liberty City in Miami and I'm saying every part of life is but y'all if y'all know about that area it's a tough area and, my, and our church was down in that area and sister Roby sister I'm gonna call her by name this ain't no make-believe story sister Mr. Roby told him, now, nah, we done cast the devil out you, but you lucky we didn't do something else to you. We want, she wasn't no plan. She knew that God was for her. And I'm telling you what Christ is trying to do. Y'all hear me what I'm saying? She was telling him, now, nah, we don't walk in Jesus' power, but we was about to put something else on you. Hallelujah. And say his name afterwards. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. But she was about to put his, I'm t- she told him, now, nah, you somebody's son. Now, you came up in here uh, uh, swinging a machete at us. I want you to know that you, don't you ever do that again, son. It won't you know she told him some words and he was, yes man he was broken the Holy Spirit had convicted him she hugged him cast the devil out of him and I just want him to say that the power is coming into our lives as Christians for long we've been Christian in name only but we need people who understand we have received power say I received power I'm telling you, you got power in his name, power to walk in authority. And listen here, this is not just authority to operate in somebody else's life. Here it is. It's not just about authority uh, exercising in somebody else's life. That same power is in your life. That same power keep your mind straight. That same power keep your attitude straight. That same power keep you in the right lifestyle. Somebody say, I have power. Oh God, I feel that. And so we have to learn that we have been given power from Christ. Let's go to Mark 16. I feel like that I'm about done. Here we go. Mark 16. Here we go. Let's go to Mark 16. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. I feel it on and I'm done. I want you to take this power and I want you to go. I want you to begin to confess the word, live the word, declare that you are a believer, declare that you are blood bought. Hallelujah. Declare your word, declare your life. Declare what God has for you. Come on, you got to walk in authority. You got to say, Jesus has paid for my freedom. Jesus has paid for my deliverance. Come on. Jesus has paid for my life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Mark 16. Here it is, final verse. I want you to take it and go. I want you to take this power. I want you to go. I want you to take it and go get your life. I want you to take it and walk in grace. I want you to walk in wisdom, walk in power, walk in the word. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. Here it is, a very staple scripture that he gave to his apostles. And all those, this is talking about kingdom ministry. I'll focus in October about the holistic life that we're called to. Even though I'm focused uh, primarily today about kingdom ministry, teaching, preaching, ministering, declaring the word. I'm going to get into the depths of this covenant that transfer into every aspect of your life. Business, family, children, career, glory to God. See, I just didn't believe, let me say this, I just didn't believe if I kept living right 
quoting the word, living the word, that I was going to live my life broke. It's enmity to the spirit. The Bible says, declare, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as, come on, even as your soul. So even as my soul gets more of God's freedom and word, it happens in my health. It happens in my mind. It happens in my finances. It happens in my mindset, right? So the covenant we have just don't just make us spiritual, and then we have a deficit in a practical lifestyle. I told you it's possible to be saved and broke. I told you it is possible to go to heaven and not experience what God wants you to live in the earth. It is possible, all right? But you have to deny. To do that, you have to deny some aspects of what he's giving you. You have to deny some power that he's giving you. So you'll be saved. You will love the Lord. But if you don't understand other aspects of your life, you will never grow into the full dimension. Tell somebody I'm growing in the full dimension. Raise your hand if you're in the classroom this morning. And you say, I'm growing into the full dimension. I refuse just to be saved. I refuse just to not just speak in tongue. I refuse just not just to quote the word. But I will see the manifestation of this covenant get in my life. Tell somebody, I'm going to get everything. I need you to praise them right now. Stand up in your home. I'm not almost done, but I'm almost done. Go ahead and stand up and say, I'm going to get everything. Come on. I'm going to not just be saved. I'm going to be whole. Your aims, I'm going to be whole. <laughs> All right. Let me finish. Let me finish. Mark 16. Mark 16. Yeah, this is the grace that's on me. Mark 16, 17 to 18. Again, this speaks back to the gospel. I want you to see power. I want you to see power. 17 and 18, Mark 16, it says, and these signs, so there is signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. I want you to understand there are signs that follow a life of the believer. There are signs. Say, I'm going to have more signs. Come on, say, I'm going to have more signs. So, come on, I'm going to have more signs. Come on, I'm going to have more. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm going to have more. I'm going to see. Come on, people going to see, going to look at my life and say, man, Joe, you're just so favored. I mean, man, Joe, you, you're just so, so blessed. I'm, the, the, the Bible says these signs, there, there is a consequent and a result of believing. These signs follow them that believe. We don't chase down signs, signs come. We don't chase them down. They come. They are part of our covenant. They follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. All right? So that's, that's the authority to every believer. I want you to understand very clearly. Every, every believer. Now, I know people teach this wrong, so let me teach it right. Every believer had the authority to tell the devil what he cannot do in their lives. Every believer. As a part of accepting Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, you can pray. You can get along with other believers too if you, get, get, if you lose strength. But you have the authority to tell the devil where to go. You got authority to tell the devil, get out of here. You got authority to lay down, put your foot down in authority. And uh, you got authority to cast out devils. You have the authority. You have the authority in his name. You got the authority by being a blood-washed believer to tell the enemy you cannot have this child. You cannot come in this house. You cannot live here. You cannot. You have no authority. I take authority over you by the word of God and by the blood of the lamb. I take authority. He has no authority. But when believers don't walk in authority, the enemy takes over places. 
Glory to God. And, I, and I've been there. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. I've been in environments, and I'm going to speak to this, but I want you to hear me clearly, where there were, in that environment, especially in the business world, where there were people who were still walking in the spirit of racism. I've been in those environments. I know what it feels like in the spirit realm. I could sense it. I could discern it. And I've been in business environments and in work environments where I was the only African-American in the room. And the other people who were in the room did not like me. I'm not in that case now. I'm going to be very clear. I'm not talking. I've been in situations, all right? And, um, and I've been in those situations. And I've learned that this thing wasn't going to overwhelm me. You weren't going to scandalize me. This spirit wasn't going to have me all under pressure. I wasn't going to be talked down any type of way. Y'all got to pray for me. You knew I grew up in some places. Amen. Y'all pray for me. But the Holy Spirit in me wouldn't have it. And I've, I've confronted many spirits of racism to their face. One of the ways I confronted them is by saying hello, by saying good morning. It was another way of telling that devil, I see you. <laughs> Every time they tried to ignore me, people who had that racism spirit uh, that tried to ignore me at work when I was in that environment. Oh, man, I worked for one agency, man. That thing was terrible. When I first started working, I was about 20, 20 years old. They were terrible, terrible. My head three bosses up reported me to my supervisor and told, told my supervisor I was walking the halls. I seen Joseph and he was just walking the halls today. And, and he waved at me and I waved at him while I passed by him. And, he, and when I got back uh, to my desk, my supervisor called me in and said, where you been? I said, well, I went downstairs to talk to Ms. Rita and we were talking on the phone. She couldn't understand what I was trying to say. So I thought maybe I'd be in person. So I went downstairs. Is there a problem? Well, Mr. So-and-so said that you were just walking the halls. What do you mean walking the halls? I spoke to him when I walked by and he spoke to me, you know. So I was kind of confused uh, that if he had a message, why the message didn't come to me? You know, see, that's how I did. But the message went to my boss and it came down the line. I was confused. So, 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 so me and my, myself understanding certain things, uh, I said, no, that wasn't the case. She said, okay. Well, he just said you were just walking the halls. I said, okay. So the next time I saw I said, how you doing? She told me that you thought I was just walking the halls. And because I, I didn't have anything in my hand. And he was like, huh? I said, no. When you told me that I was walking, I didn't have anything in my hand. See how I dealt with it in authority? I didn't act up. I didn't lose my job. I didn't, no, no. I said, you didn't have anything in my, I'm just using this as an example. And he said, you told her I didn't have anything in my hand. He said, he was like, yeah, I saw you walking. You had nothing in your hand. That's what I told him. I said, no, it wasn't in my hand. It was in my head. He was like, oh, I said, yeah, and walked away, and then some, something like that, and that was to let him know, I know that spirit in you, and you're not going to set me up, and you ain't going to be talking, I'll confront you in niceness, in business, and I'm telling you, you got authority, the Bible says he's not giving us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, see, Holy Ghost filled people ain't nothing to be played with, Holy Ghost filled people ain't nothing to be toyed around with, you don't set me up like that. I face that spirit and say, no, you're going you're gonna to have to work hard. If you plan to do something to me, you're going to have to work hard. You're going to be tired because the weapon that's formed against me will not prosper. You're going to be tired for trying to set me up. You're going to be tired. I'm too blessed to be put trapped. I'm too blessed to be held back. You're going to have to work double time. And by the time you get figured your thing, what you're going to do, you're going to just go ahead and quit. You're about to go work on somebody else who ain't living right. Get out of here in Jesus' name. All right, let me get here. And these signs... 
I'm trying to even give y'all a little bit of attitude. Some of y'all ain't got no attitude. Some of y'all ain't got no zest. Some of y'all become doormats. Let the devil walk on you. You ain't got nothing. You ain't said nothing. The devil done been walking in your life. Thank you, mama. Uh, the, 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 the devil been walking all over in your life saying all kinds of things. You ain't said nothing back. Some of y'all ain't got no talk back. Even when David faced Goliath, he told Goliath, he, the, the, the Goliath was like, you come at me we with sticks like I'm a dog. David looked back at him and said, no, I come at you with in the name of the Lord. You are circumcised philistine see some of y'all ain't even got no talk back we call it ranking somebody say your mama your daddy and your greedy grandpappy see you ain't know what i'm some of y'all ain't got no get back the devil be stepping all over your life and you ain't saying nothing yet even david talks back today to goliath here we go let me get the with the scripture and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they will cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. That means any serpent that come up against them. Now I know there's a, a practice of, of power where there's some people who have snakes in the box. Y'all may have seen it on TV on 2020. People who believe because they Holy Ghost field, they take up snakes from a rattlesnake in a box and they put the snake around him. Y'all ain't seen that? And they jump around with the snake around him. And then next thing you know, they say, oh, and brother, brother, so-and-so died. The rattlesnake bit him. I guess he wasn't living right. No, brother, so-and-so was being stupid. Wasn't being smart. That ain't what the Bible means by taking up serpents. It means if something come against you, not that you have a box and you putting yourself in the jeopardy, Right? You don't put yourself in the jeopardy. That ain't, that our faith don't cause us to do things that the spirit doesn't lead. Come on. Right? So let's understand that scripture clearly. He ain't talking about taking up serpents and going up. No. All right. And if they drink anything deadly, any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. This is what it means to be covered in the presence. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I just wanted you to see what power looks like manifested in the life of the believer. I'm done. But I want you to understand that we, God wants us to take it and go. He wants us to be transferred into the power, into the kingdom. He wants us to walk in authority. He wants us to have our whole life. It's time for you to walk in authority in your life. When are you going to get your full life back? When are you going to go after everything that God has for you? When are you going to start allowing the enemy to speak to your mind and speak to your thoughts and speak to your steps? When are you going to take authority over your emotions? When are you going to take authority over your genetic makeup? Meaning in your line, in your, in your lineage, you may have not seen people who manage money. But guess what? God has called you to manage your money and grow your money. And you may have to be able to do something you've never seen in your family life. When are you going to take hold of this word? and begin to walk in power so you hadn't just been delivered for anything you've been delivered for a purpose we hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from truth gatherers dream center church pastor joseph davis and the congregation invite you to join them you can find more information by following them on social media just look up truth gatherers dream center church and we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.